0: welcome to the drive time news blast 30 minutes 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez and instead of brad binkley today he is off for personal reasons as you know he'll be off this week he'll be back on monday we're eagerly awaiting his return but in the meanwhile we do have a treat which is our good friend cam Harless from the mad ones has agreed to fill in it is such a joy to have you here cam we miss (laughs) brad but we're happy to have you thank you so much for being the hero and filling in
1: (laughs) well thank you for having me I, i i i when i told you the other day you know i'll help any way you can i didn't realize it would be this awesome
0: uh, this awesome, this much work. You mean is we've got a we've got a big week ahead of you. I hope that you've got a. a uh, I know you have a very understanding wife and family. So let's luckily, let's, yes, and I and I know that they are. <laughs> they are they are going to give you a lot of patience this week. Many many thanks to them, and without further ado, let us dive into just uh, a quick update. People who listen to uh, the daily or the weekly update, we have, Binkley and I have with Garland Favrito, our favorite election integrity activist. They know that he is in the habit of getting his can kicked, as it were, by the judge, not really by the judge, but just he has a lawsuit against Fulton County where he has uh, people who had detected during the audit what they thought were uh, indications of false ballots. And he is suing to examine those ballots and he's been making progress. He's gotten some, a lot of victories. He has tentative approval by the judge to inspect the ballots, but every time they're about to look at them, something happens to slow down that process. And recently Fulton filed some uh, amicus brief that they're suing the wrong people, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. they're waiting until June 21st for that to be resolved. But in the meanwhile, what happened last week was, and this was so predictable, I actually thought they'd burn the thing down to the ground, <laughs> that the warehouse where the ballots are being held was supposed to be on t- under 24-hour surveillance by sheriffs. Some of the election integrity activists do are spying the warehouse. They're keeping their eye on it. But the... The, feder- the officials who were supposed to be watching it, when they went off duty shortly thereafter, 20 minutes later, an alarm went off, a door of the warehouse was seen to be ajar, and no one replaced those officers for hours later. So there doesn't seem to be any evidence of tampering, but it does call into question that there might be a chain of custody issue. So this story, it continues to unfold. And in K- and some of the bad press that he's gotten or the attempted bad press is like, why are people still fighting this thing six, seven, eight months after the election? Well, he started it in December. So we were, we were following this. We started interviewing him every single weekend in December, and we were eagerly aware waiting January 6th because we anticipated that there would be a process as they went Mm -hmm. through the electoral certification state by state that there would be an opening to have an investigation. There was reason enough to have a couple weeks investigation. And then uh, the the incident that happened on January 16th actually disturbed the process that election integrity activists wanted to proceed. So I always consider that uh, a false flag and Mitch McConnell comes in at the, at the end of that day. I mean, they just let the national guard go home on May 23rd, Mitch McConnell returned to work that evening. So the quote insurrectionists all got on the bus by sunset And he went in and then certified the election. I mean, that is a really, really fishy process. And one of the other things that we saw were videos coming out of cops walking, quote, protesters through the halls of the Capitol. Really fishy smoking gun stuff. And uh, another even more obvious example came up over the weekend where... There is a video that appears to show a Republican senator, state senator, I think, in Oregon letting, quote, violent protesters into the Capitol. I didn't see anybody who looked violent, but this just adds to my feeling that this stuff was a setup, that... These uh, that 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 it's an inside job or AstroTurf or however you want to call it. But I don't buy that. And I do see, though, the purpose of it all is to what what I've been anticipating since Obama era, that they're going to put these elections in the hands of the feds and then you really Mm -hmm. won't have any transparency.
1: Yeah, there are only so many cops that you can see open doors for violent protesters before you go, you know, maybe this wasn't too legit.
0: (laughs) Right. Maybe they weren't actually just trying to redirect like like as if they were taming lions, you know, like they were trying to redirect these, quote, violent protesters, militiamen armed with selfie sticks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the halls anyway but it's not just uh, the republicans it's not just mitch mcconnell who's at fault here who's under scrutiny i saw today an article that said that mansion who i've oh, just he's like the worst to me he's a democrat a warmongering democrat what could be worse than that yeah. but a, a fiscally a, a fiscally profligate republican it's the welfare warfare super state so so mansion was was called the basically new mitch mcconnell which i would agree because they both seem to be traitors to their party anyway
1: (laughs) yeah well the the uh i read today about joe manchin they the democrats have an a uh, bill going through called the for the people act which is really beefing up uh, not election integrity obviously but you know permission to vote. I'm guessing they just want as many Democrats to vote as many times as they want. Uh, But Manchin apparently decided he was not, you know, right now it's essentially a 50-50 split in the Senate. So in order to have this go through, they need Manchin. And none of the Republicans that decided to turn on Trump have decided to go this for the People Act. And they need 60 to get past the filibuster in order to push this through. And Manchin's saying he's not going to do it. So he he called it dead in the water because according to him, he says, quote, of course, some in my party have argued that now is the time to discard such bipartisan voting reforms and embrace election of reforms and policies solely supported by one party. Respectfully, I do not agree.
0: Well, he sounds like he's a man of integrity, a hero. And of course, Republicans <laughs> are going to look at him that way. But this is just obviously politics. And the fact that something so important could be decided by one person, it's kind of the way the Supreme Court, that one person on the Supreme Court can change the course of the country. And and actually, on top of that, the idea that we have opposite ideologies wrestling for control at every turn in itself looks like a PSYOP to me, but that may be a bigger story for another time. Uh, (laughs) But, but there's, there are other, it seems to me that there are other agendas at work about the January 6th thing. Like one theme I saw over and over again was how they they care about the the mental health of the cops. They're right. worried about the cops, and that goes hand in hand, I think, with other kind of reform the police or defund the police movements, where they're yeah. going for mental health. Um, uh, workers to be maybe first responders there's a lot mm-hmm. of problems with that stuff including that you can start siloing off the cops to the only only going on the scene when there's an anticipation of violence and uh and maybe so that's a problem with the like defund the de- police but the other problem with the like mental health thing with the police i feel like and the same thing with when they're looking at people in the military or oath keepers or whatever, I think they're deliberately trying to screen out cops who, or military or whatever, who would like oath keeper means I will keep my oath to the constitution. Right. Like I recognize the rule of law, not the rule of rulers. And that, you know that actually kind of goes with the Joe Manchin thing. Like you, you, you really don't want to just promote your totalitarian dictatorship for as long as you can get it. You want to have some rule of law. But I think part of the focus on the cops is that they want to weed them out, and they really need scrutiny on that.
1: I also think that you know January sixth was such a big moment for propaganda when it comes to people who aren't huge thinkers. And so right now they're they're trying to demonize local police, but at the same time the capital police and any sort of federal police force is what's going to be lifted up. And this is this has been shown there's a a p- liberal political action committee called Midas, I believe, M E I D A S, it may be Midas, but it's a very liberal political action committee and they have a 60 second ad that is all about the violence that law enforcement members for- faced as they tried to stop the riot at the Capitol on January sixth. They're trying to make these people saints. They're trying to give. They're trying to give people something to look to. They want to justify the idea of federal police forces rather than local ruffians that kill people on the spot. But Which,
0: it's yeah. <laughs> but it's, just- it's crazy because. Are, what are they for? Like this goes to always, there's ideological inconsistency. And if you have these grassroots movement, they're not grassroots from these like protest movements, where you need to hear from them, what it is that you're supposed to be uh, supporting or not supporting because there's no coherent ideology behind there for you to internalize and then use your own judgment. That's why, you know, so why are local cops, less good than federal cops it's not i mean actually i would say the opposite because you have some connection with the local cops they're from your community you could you could potentially know them and they may be less likely to fire upon you or maybe provide and do provide a second level of scrutiny on on some of the overreach at the higher levels it's another form of checks and balances i mean i'm an anarcho-capitalist i don't believe in this kind of stuff but at this point i feel like our the focus that we have on some of the processes is a deliberate attempt to tear down some of the protections we have against government, not because they're going to replace it with a voluntary society, but because you're going to replace it with a globalist overlord like big philanthropy or what King Gillette called in the the early 20th century world corporation. You might not even get to vote for the world government, but it will be there uh, over you especially if you tear down any of these balances you might have yeah i kind of feel like you want to hold the line you don't you don't really want to tear it all down until you know what's on the other side of that wall
1: yeah and it's just so interesting to see how the corporate press is is working this angle and i bring this up because fox news of all people decided they weren't going to air this ad that made Capitol police look good and I, I, I There are a lot of reasons why this ad is out there, I think, but I think that they pitched it to Fox simply because of the quote at the end of it, uh, that the people who made it said that they couldn't have fathomed in their wildest imaginations that even a Fox News would reject an ad that simply condemns the insurrection. What Fox has really become is a fascist echo chamber gatekeeper for their base.
0: Which is hilarious because Fox is a completely liberal fascist center, just yeah. like everybody else. I mean, they're not as ridiculous over the top as CNN. Maybe they are. I never watch it anymore. I can't even stand right. it anymore. But they, it's like the Wall Street Journal. You read it and you're like, wow, if this is the conservative news, holy cannoli! Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we are in trouble now. <laughs> so, but this this thing about the the cops under fire. I mm-hmm. assume you know it's there's. Usually multiple layers. They definitely want, like Obama had in 2015, this thing where uh he had a, a task force for 21st century policing. There's a lot to it. I always thought the nationalizing of the police was the same as the, na- was going hand in hand or just in parallel with the nationalizing of the elections. And this is all to, to push the power up and away from you. And maybe then like that's your interface with the world government or it's easier to tear that down. I don't know. I noticed that Republicans are often in charge of tearing down the subsidiarity. I think you had a great, uh, you know what? For one thing, like the one thing that was bothering me about something that I really <laughs> desperately want and need uh would benefit me personally, but I have a problem with it because it does yeah. attack states' rights. Subsidiarity is like when Texas or Florida make laws, not about the public uh, institutions not being able to have VAX passports, but not allowing private institutions to require vaccines for entry. I think that was Florida, but that to me, although I want to move to Florida for that reason, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's like, they put stuff like that up, like they did for transgender bathrooms and plastic bag bands. They got the Republicans to, to n- neuter the municipality's right to make laws about the municipality. And I, and I do have a problem with that.
1: Well, it's, it's, a, it's a hard place to be right now because I, you know, I've studied the constitution for years before I kind of was like, you know, I'm kind of tired of this thing. Um, but over the last year and a half the, with COVID and the, the government response and everything that we've seen, it's harder and harder for me to trust local governments because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Ron DeSantis in, in Tallahassee that was telling me to wear a mask at the beginning of this thing. It was my local government. It was the city level, and so there are a lot of really, it's it's a hard, like I said, it's a hard place to be because it brings up you know the Tenth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, all of these very important things. Because you know in the in the beginning of the America, the idea was not that the federal government would override the states; it was that the states would set the laws, and if the federal government made something they didn't like, nullification, they'd say no. But it's often hard when you see what happened in California. Over the weekend, because in California, uh, a federal judge in San Diego, a judge, Roger D. Benitez, who was appointed by W, by the way, um, he actually overturned the assault weapons ban in California. And he had some really great quotes. Have you heard the quotes? No, so the said? assault
0: weapons ban, we, we just covered a lot of stuff that we probably maybe will dig into it a, a little bit later, but about the 10th amendment, the 14th amendment, right. let's get into that. But what was these, there was assault weapons ban in California that was overturned by a judge over the weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah, so in That's 19, an assault
0: weapon can,
1: <laughs> right. If, if it just, it just looks scary. That's all that assault weapon <laughs> it's means. Long. It's a semiotic automatic rifle that looks scary. It's what um, they, so that... if
0: you're shooting deer with it, it's just a rifle.
1: Right. Okay, got it. But, it, but if it's black, <laughs> That's scary. Every everyone knows that. Okay. Um, but yeah. So back in 1989, California put through the their assault weapons ban, and uh, the, I mean, so back at this point, they the one of the cool things is the judge called it a failed a 30 year failed experiment. He he said. And some of these quotes are just straight-up baller. Uh, this case is not about extraordinary weapons lying at the outer limits of the Second Amendment protections. The banned assault weapons are not bazookas, howitzers, or, or machine guns. Those are armed, those arms are dangerous and solely used useful for military purposes. Instead, the firearms deemed assault weapons are fairly ordinary, popular, modern rifles. This is an average case about average guns used in average ways for average purposes. It's just so good. And but the, the thing. thing that really, really pissed I, I gotta, off Newsome. I,
0: I have to interject I here, though.
1: Interject, my, my okay. friend.
0: I have to interject that I don't care about that. What I want him mm-hmm. to say is these weapons could blow a tank to the moon. And that's, and that's just what a citizenry <laughs> needs to protect itself <laughs> from the government. I agree. That's the quote that I want. I thought you were going to give me that one.
1: Oh, I wish.
0: But <laughs> what pissed I off wish. news from?
1: Tell me. Th- that's one part of the quote where I'm like, okay, so, but I Not want enough. those things. Not enough for, for me personally, Don't but give it's me nice for the, my marijuana. friends out in California who can't own a 30 round magazine. Right. You know, yeah, it's but, like good for them.
0: But this, but I, this I always th- wanted. I always wanted, I, I never wanted medical marijuana. I wanted marijuana that could really cause some damage. But you know, like if you for, do it for fun, whatever. I, and actually that's, that's not true. What I really want was uh, I
1: actually don't like the
0: corporatization at all of uh, the marijuana thing. Completely changed the profiles, really a pity. Of course it's corporatized now. It's yeah. not good. But, but my point was, I don't need to explain to you why I mm-hmm. want to use god's gift to man on my own body it doesn't matter it's none of your business and i won't bend the knee that you have the right to ask me that question because that is a slippery slope and I, you yes. have no right to evaluate my guns or my drugs or my drug use you just don't have that right so but anyway we have we have to take what we can get so thanks judge <laughs> yeah. and what, what was it that tweaked Newsom? you think
1: okay so so what tweet what really ticked off all of the 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 elites over in California was this one quote where the judge said, like the Swiss army knife, the popular AR 15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. Yet the state of California makes it a crime to have an AR 15 type rifle.
0: Wow. That's beautiful.
1: It is, and and so uh, Gavin Newsom is obviously pissed off because he, you know, he's losing that little bit of control, that little bit of force that he has over his citizens, and uh, so he tweeted uh, yesterday, uh, overturning California's assault weapon ban and comparing the AR-15 to a Swiss army knife is a disgusting slap in the face to those who have lost loved ones to gun violence. This is a direct threat to public safety and innocent Californians. We won't stand for it.
0: It always bothers me that you know you get you get all that but it's very hard to find the stats which are w- overwhelming of how many family members have been saved by yeah. a, a defensive use of weapons. I mean it's just dwarfs the people who have been hurt by them.
1: Well, and that's that's one of the th- cool things about the article that I read. It was uh and or actually what the judge wrote about was he looked at the different statistics in California and versus the nation. And so you are seven times more likely in California to die being stabbed than by being shot by an AR-15 or any other kind of rifle. And you're three times more likely to be attacked or killed with hands and fists than you are any kind of rifle in California.
0: And ha- ha- I would like to see the gender breakdown of that, because as a female, I have no chance when it comes to hands, fists, or knives. But yeah. but weapons, guns are the great equalizer.
1: Absolutely, they are. And Gavin Newsom, that tweet, everyone may get mad at him for tweeting it, but I love it. And do you know why I love it? Why? Because it's impotent signaling. (laughs) He's showing that he has no power and that he just lost something. And, mm, oh, the the taste of that. I love it so much, Monica. (laughs) Well,
0: on that note, uh, I'm going to take a pause. And before we get to our last story of The Free 30, which will be... John Rom is living event two hundred and one. I'll tell you what I mean about that, and uh, but I do want to tell you what to expect in the patron fifteen. Cam is going to tell us about baby throwing in Florida. Is that a new sport? (laughs) I wonder. And why do I think a USA Today article elicited a request from the FBI for all users who clicked the link? Everybody who read a USA Today article online was subject to a request from the FBI for their IP address. Now, even if you read the article, you don't know what I think about it. That's going to be in the Patreon 15. And of course, a big shout out to the sponsor of today's show. Now, this is a new sponsor, fairly new sponsor, something that I think is really cool, perfect for me. And my family, I have a special needs child and I live in California, so it's not like I have a big gun collection, but I do worry about safety. So listen to this. Berna Technologies is a leader in the non-lethal self-defense category. Their quote, live safe motto is to provide consumers with an affordable device. The Berna HD is $359. I intend to get one that allows people to protect themselves, their personal safety, without having to take a life. The Berna HD is not a firearm, but it's an incredibly powerful and effective self-defense device that uses pepper, Pepper and gas kinetic, which is hard plastic projectiles that will subdue an assailant for up to 20 minutes, giving the user the burner user enough time to escape. With an effective range of 66 feet, the burner HD is more effective than pepper spray or stun guns that have an effective range of 10 feet or less. Currently adopted by law enforcement and private security firms across the U.S. to de-escalate stressful situations before having to resort to lethal means. I mean, it sounds like something you want, might want to buy stock in as they turn to uh, non-lethal law enforcement. Over 50,000 consumers across the country have chosen the Burna HD as their self-defense option. Sean Hannity is a loyal customer and has featured the Burna HD on his show without being paid for it. He describes his experience as a Burna HD owner, quote, I've been telling people I recently purchased the Burna HD. You hit somebody with it and it instantly stops them, but it doesn't kill them. The website is Burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A dot com. Use the promo code Propaganda, all caps, 10. So that's one word, Propaganda10, all caps, and receive a 10% discount on your purchase. That's not chump change. It can't be combined with any other special offers or bundles, but that should be good enough. And at least, at the very least, check it out at burna.com. And we do appreciate when we are, when you support our sponsors they support us it takes some courage not a lot of people sign up for our ads regardless of the the fact that we have a broad following uh then so we appreciate them and you can also support us not only by supporting our sponsors but by supporting our show directly so we put out a lot of free content most of our content is free so if you but and we put out a lot of content. If you want more content and want to make sure it's commercial free so you don't have to hear this, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Even if you don't want the extra content, that is a great way to support the free content. We want this information out there. That's really why we do it. But if you do, if you do have time for extra content, you will get a lot of bang for the buck. Our propaganda report Patreon feed is seven dollars a month. You get a instead of a 30-minute DNB Drive Time News Blast with an ad or this sponsorship, you will get 45 minute continuous free, uh, commercial free feed every single day that we post a DNB, which is almost every weekday. And you will get a lot of other special perks, early releases, patron-only interviews. When we take vacations or days off, we always put something in the free feed and we put something else in the patron feed. Our latest really popular feature is the patron-only Q&A. There's one up right now. I'm going to do a Q&A this Friday. So if you join patron today, you can submit your question in the most recent post I put up, and I will try to get to every single question. This Friday, there's uh, you always have direct access to me and my partner, Brad Binkley, who's not here today, but will be back next week. And we answer our messages. Really, we try to do it every single day. So if you're a patron and you message us directly, you will get personal attention from us. So with that, we ask you to uh, share our stuff, give us good reviews, maybe become a patron, support our sponsors. And with that, On to the last story of the free 30, which is, okay, you ready? (laughs) You ready? Cam? I'm ready. I'll I'll lay it on you. This, so there was a golfer, this Memorial championship where John Rahm, he's a Spanish guy living in Arizona. He was way ahead. He was on track to be, to tie with Tiger Woods as the only repeat winner of the memorial. And he was way ahead. He was definitely going to win. And as he walked off on Saturday, officials stopped him on the greens or whatever you call them and told him that he was, that he tested positive for COVID He completely collapsed. They went right up to him. They were like inches away from him. I don't Mm know. They obviously weren't afraid of any kind of contagion. They went right up to him. He totally like, I don't know if he burst out crying or whatever. I saw the stills, but yeah, so that got people were not happy about that. But of course, the reason they went right up to him is because he is there as a, as an object lesson, as a lesson, as a, Mm -hmm. as a, a way of, Teaching people, and it was right out of Event 201. Event 201 had seven calls to action. Event 201 was from October 2019, it was run by Bill and Melinda Gates, World Economic Forum, and the Johns Hopkins Institute or Mm -hmm. University. And had other people involved, the CDC of China, the CDC of the United States, the World Health Organization, Big Pharma, like a lot of people were involved in this. And they talked about a novel coronavirus. And it was very, very consistent with what we've seen roll out since then uh, over said it would last 18 months. And that is about where we, we are now. So maybe this thing is about to end. I'm not quite sure. But one of the things they had was seven calls to action. This was published on Johns Hopkins. And it talked about how they were going to use such a pandemic or a scare or a scenario to accomplish these seven goals. And one of the goals, to read it straight out of the what the headline of, it was action item number five global business should recognize the economic burden of pandemics and fight for stronger preparedness. Global business leaders should play a far more dynamic role as advocates with a stake in stronger pandemic preparedness. So I couldn't help but think this was straight at a, at a event 201 because the articles talked about, now this is from the Columbus dispatch. It said, quote, John Rom made a bad business decision. And it goes on to say, if he had just gotten that little prick, he would mm-hmm. have been able to play because he was felled by a combination of two things. He was subject to contact tracing and supposedly there was a flag. He came in contact with someone who was positive and he was not fully vaccinated. There are conflicting reports. They don't know if he was vaccinated, even half vaccinated the first vaccine. They don't know what happened with that. But because he wasn't fully vaccinated, he had to have a COVID test by having come into contact with a person who uh, was positive. Now, here's my problem with that. The vaccine is not in any case meant to – they don't argue that it keeps people from spreading it around, and they don't Mm -hmm. even argue that it keeps you from getting it. They argue that it keeps you from – dying from it. So if people who get it can spread it, they should be subject to COVID tests also if non-vaccinated people are subject to COVID tests. But in any case, it seems to me uh, that they may well have set this guy up on purpose to be an object lesson because the ending paragraph in every article I read was it was stupid, let that be a lesson to you. They've been, insouciance was one of the word in the PGA Tour, only half of the people are vaccinated and maybe this was Will be the lesson they need. When I see language like that, I feel like this lesson was was demonstrated on purpose. The guy was set up. I doubt he was. I doubt that he played along with it. That sometimes that's possible, but I think that and it was very. The articles don't talk at all about whether he made a decision not to get vaccinated. If that decision had anything to do with anything but poor planning, lack of attention, not in any way talking about whether he had a reason to perhaps weigh the pros and cons. it get, Even people who are completely believers in the vaccination for efficacy and safety know that a lot of people get sick when they get it. So there's a lot not said in these stories. And it seems very much like it was meant to teach us all a lesson and it hashtag straight at of Event 201.
1: I am taken aback because you said that they called him stupid at the end of all of these articles, and I hadn't read to the bottom of this article that I'm looking at. And the first sentence in the last paragraph is, it's all a special kind of stupid from people who don't have an excuse not to know better.
0: Yeah, and they act like he was just... They never, ever suggest that he might have made a decision not to get vaccinated because no amount of money could convince him to do something that is an experimental gene therapy. I mean, he might think it's against his religion. I think it's against my religion. It literally says in Catholic... The, this uh it was talking about gene therapy in a 2015 encyclical out of the Vatican which our current Pope contradicts but it does say that gene therapy is not to be used on well people <laughs> so hmm. that's what this is and that he's Spanish maybe I don't know but they they're not talking oh and another thing is what he said when they told him is, not again. That is what he cried out. Not again. And in the New York not Times, again. it says it was unclear what his response meant. Well, my guess is he's tested positive before. He's had problems before from that. And I was recently listening to a bunch of stuff by Carrie Mullis, some of his interviews and stuff. And he was saying that you people get, he was objecting to Anthony Fauci using his, the what he won the Nobel prize for the PCR test as a way to measure an infectious disease HIV and AIDS and stuff. And he said, people who cannot po- are definitely not getting AIDS are testing positive for HIV. It's possible that you just can get a positive test for that, whether you're, you have a virus or not, and that some people may just be prone to testing positive, false positive, whatever. Maybe that's this guy's situation.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and when I read this article, because you mentioned it to me, I couldn't help but come away with the idea that this guy was chosen as an object lesson, like you said, because you know fully, it says here that fully vaccinated players don't have to get uh, tested for coronavirus as a result of close contact, but because he hadn't had the vaccine, he had to do, get daily tests. And so I I scroll through this and I'm like, okay, so you know this is obviously they're doing something to him. And then I reach this part where the two the two guys that he played on Saturday were. Uh, Patrick Cantley and Colin Murikawa are now the co-leaders heading into Sunday's into Sunday's final round and they both played with him on Saturday. So that's an important point in my opinion. Oh, they opinion. must
0: both be vaccinated because or they have to get a daily test because they've contacted somebody who was
1: Well, you would think that, but this one of these tweets uh actually quoted them uh Patrick Cantley said, I've, I've already had COVID. So yeah, I've got to imagine I have antibodies, so I don't feel too concerned. And then the other guy, this other guy, uh, Scotty Scheffler, who allegedly also played with him said, I don't feel very concerned. I had COVID. I'm not going to say whether or not I got vaccinated. So <laughs> those two guys who wow. were playing with him on Saturday would they not be close contact at that point and Need yes. to be tested daily.
0: They would. They must have to get tested daily. But it doesn't matter because they're gonna. You don't even get the result of the test. Right. So now that and and this. Oh, so if they are completely not concerned and they both had it and they have the antibodies, and they're like, but you're still not allowed to break the rules for anyone at any time. So they couldn't even get them to personally waive their concerns. And what the obvious answer would be? Just let him play by himself. Right. why don't they just let him play by himself and they're like well that wouldn't be fair to earlier people who were struck and struck from the tournament because they weren't allowed to play by themselves it's like no when you have a hundred people or 30 people you can't have them all play by themselves but when you have four people you can't like is there yeah. really a strict rule about what happens in that with the final four or three people no, i i no have idea. a couple of two more <laughs> quotes myself uh it says, Jack Nicholas says getting vaccinated is a business decision in many ways. There's no hassle to it after you get it, which is complete crap. There's a massive hassle to it after you get it because people get sick. And then Levinson, who's the guy in charge uh, at the the, it's, he's the Tours senior vice president of tournament administration, he said there's a very, very, very small chance of false positives. <laughs>
1: I mean, but yeah, they tried. They tried to a massive chance
0: too? of false positives. <laughs> like these are just made up crap, and it's really a shame because this guy lost. You know, he probably would have won one point seven million dollars. I think a lot. I mean, unfortunately, see, this is why a system that has a lot of like licensing requirements, and um, if you have a lot of oligopolies that are in bed with the government and they are the ones who have access to FCC licensed broadcasts or whatever. The more of that power you have at the top, the less you are allowed to kind of go rogue or find some people who are willing to take chances with you or see things your way or even make a judgment a a weighed judgment on what is more important getting this vaccine or getting the money or playing together. I mean, it's just, it's also, so so he's in a business where he has to accept their diktats and Mm -hmm. this little industry, this, this organization doesn't have a a parallel. That's true in a lot of sports. Like they don't have big competitive alternatives and, I mean, you're subject to that. It's a shame because this is clearly his calling. That's what I always yeah. felt like, well, if he doesn't like, he doesn't have to play in it, but you know what? This is his calling and you guys have really, uh, buttoned it up from behind and then use it to manipulate the public into doing things that they, their good conscience may not want them to do. It's really outrageous. I can't stand <laughs> it. So, <laughs> oh. so anyway, we have, uh, quite a few good stories for the patron 15, but first I would like to thank some of our newest patrons. Thank you so much for joining uh patron.com slash patreon.com slash propaganda report. BK, Lindsay, Alex, hope you love it. I trust you will. Elise says, shout out to the new monthly newsletter, specifically the book recommendations. I just started Official Stories by Liam Sheff, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. His tone and personality is very endearing and packed full of juicy information. Who needs reality TV when you have history like this? Thank you guys for all your hard work. You're very welcome, Elise. If people want to see... Uh, That newsletter and all the little goodies we have in there, go to thepropreport.com. The newsletter tab has this one and this month's and last month's. And Elise also messages me for helpful hints on how to execute the cocktails that I include, cocktail recipes I include in the newsletter. One of the perks of being a patient. Thank you, Elise, very much. It's super fun. And then sometimes, I think we're going to drink some of those cocktails at the DPP, the Disappearing Patient Party, which is also a perk of Patreon. So with that, on to the Patreon 15. You can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform in the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want access to the extra content I have been telling you about, go to patreon.com/propagandareport, join up there, and we will talk to you tomorrow or right now in the Patreon 15 and as Binkley would say, have a fantastic rest of your day.